and we are live with this week's edition of the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson. And Andrew, college football is just starting in just about a couple of weeks. As of right now, I believe in three or four weeks from now. I'm not really good with my time nonetheless. But with that being said, the AP preseason poll has been released just as, as of two days ago as of this recording. So we now know the top 25 teams going in to this upcoming college football season. And we know from last season, it was a wild year last year with Georgia coming out of top as the national champion. We'll have to see if they can repeat this year as they are going to go into the season ranked number one in the country. Yeah, and to give you an exact date, Nick, I think it's 11 days. So a week and a half okay. before the first couple games. Um, I was off my time. Yeah, no, no, that's fair because the real football games don't start until September 4th. Right. Right. So they're going to have some weird games uh, next weekend. You know, you're going to have US. I think it's USC and Notre Dame uh, not USC facing and, each other. Yep. They're playing not facing each other, but they're playing other teams like uh, I think FCS schools. Uh, No, Notre Dame is playing Navy and USC is playing San Jose State. So if you want to say FCS schools, that's up to you. Uh, yeah, maybe not then. All right, uh, so <laughs> so uh, Navy's going to win week one. Uh, that's my analysis. Stay tuned for more. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to college, college football. Uh, the AP poll, like you mentioned, just came out, and I think there's a few surprises in here. Um, definitely a couple of major surprises coming out of the SEC, if I would say so myself. Well, keep in mind, remember, this is a big year considering some. there's going to be a lot of you know new teams going into new conferences the next couple of seasons. We might see the Pac-12 as a whole conference not be a thing in the next couple of years. Um, you know, we have Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC next year. We have the whole new Big 12 this year. They have 14 teams going into this upcoming season. And it's going to create a lot of chaos. But for a college football fan, you're going to love chaos. That is the whole point of watching college football, to see all the madness go down. And you said it. There's been a lot of, you know – you know, maybe criticisms, maybe surprises, some shockers, and overall, at this AP Top 25 poll, I think everyone was of the consensus Georgia had to be the number one team. They've been one of the most dominant teams of the last decade. Um, then you look at the rest of the top five, you have Michigan at number two, Ohio State number three, Alabama number four, and rounding out the top five, LSU. So a very predominant SEC with three teams in the top five and the other two being in the Big Ten in Michigan and Ohio State. But you got to look at some of those top – three of those top uh, five teams. You got um, Georgia has a new quarterback coming in. Ohio State has a new quarterback coming in. Alabama has a new quarterback. It's a lot of uncertainty with those three teams just considering the fact that they are now going to have new quarterbacks going into the season. But as we've seen from years previous with these teams, they know how to recruit very well. They should be still in the thick of it and trying to win a national championship. So. I'm curious to see if one of them do come out on top with the title. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if we have a lot of good teams behind them as well that could make a push for a national championship. So, Nick, you said it uh, best. A lot of new quarterbacks, however. Uh, we didn't talk about the number one votes. I'm surprised Georgia wasn't unanimous. I think it has to do with the quarterback play. I think that's the only reason. That's just so weird. I don't think it's a good reason at all, either. I'm not I'm not advocating for it. I just think that's the, probably the reason why. So, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of different quarterback play. Uh, like you said, they, all these teams pretty much have new quarterbacks. I mean, Michigan's going to have to deal with the Harbaugh situation, too. 
Right. I know they're playing the first four games. It's like it's like four bye weeks, whatever. He's going to come back in time to play actual competition. Sure. But every one of these teams in the top five has an issue. And if they all have similar issues that are of great, um, I, I would say, of similar magnitude, by default, since Georgia was head and shoulders above everyone else last year, I would just have him unanimous. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it has to also do with the fact that Georgia also lost a lot of good players overall from their team, even defensively. And I think that has to do with it too. But like I said, it's college football. You can easily plug in a player that, you know, you recruit well. You get a five-star or four-star player to go into your program. You get all these transfers now with the transfer portal. And you make your team easily go back into that national championship, you know, competition. Georgia, I think, will be fine. I'm curious to see how they will do in the SEC. I mean, Alabama, we know, is going to be competing with them. LSU looks like will be an emergent team for them as in this season. Uh, Tennessee had a good year last year as well. They probably will be up in the conversation as well to try to give Georgia some, you know, a run for their money. Um, but and like I said, you know, you're going to have Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference in the next year, so it's going to add to a lot of more competition and trying to make, you know, these schools compete for that national, not only for an SEC title but a national title. So it's going to be fun the next couple of years with all this new camaraderie in terms of all this conference realignment. Well, it's going to only, it's only it's going to be as fun as these new teams are going to make it for themselves. Uh, I know Texas is a little bit late, uh, a little bit later down on this list, but a little bit later in the poll than on the top five. I want to talk about them in a little bit, Yeah, but you mentioned Texas and Oklahoma and they're both ranked spoiler alert or not spoiler alert for the uh, AP poll this year. They are right. This is going to be a make-or-break year for both these teams. I know they're not in the SEC yet, but it's the last year of Big 12 play for them. But this is going to be a make-or-break year for both of them. Because if they can get some positive momentum going into next year, because that's Oklahoma was terrible last year. They were absolutely Oklahoma had awful. a really bad year. So if they have another bad year in the Big 12, I think that's going to be... Then going into the SEC, that's going to kill their recruiting. It's going to kill their um, kill their prospective players coming in. You might get a lot of decommits. You might get some members of the coaching staff fired, if not the entire coaching staff fired. And you're going to throw them into turmoil and then just put them in the best conference in the country. Well, so I think to Oklahoma, me, Oklahoma, this is a make-or-break year for them. Right. And I think you hit a nail on the head where Oklahoma, where Brett Venables, the new coach, you know, was his first year there last year, the former Clemson defensive coordinator. And it was not really the best of season. I think they went six and seven last year. And considering where they started in the season in terms of ranking, it was a really bad year in turns for them. They're going to be starting this season ranked in the 20, I believe 21 in this upcoming AP poll. Um, They need, it's a really big year for them. They have to do something. They have to get some momentum going into the SEC next year. A big 12 championship would, you know, would give them that momentum going in to a new conference going into the next season. But you also mentioned Texas and they're an interesting spot too. I mean, Quinn Ewers is coming back as their quarterback. They still have Arch Manning. That will be, a storyline I think we're going to be playing out most of the season, seeing if Ewers does fall at some point, maybe if he starts to play bad, do they bring in Arch Manning? I'd be curious to see if that were to happen. Um, you also have to look at Bijan Robinson now not being on that Texas team. So now that creates a big hole at running back, and now it's next man up for this team to seeing who is going to take over that role And uh, for a guy that is a lot of people consider a generational running back. So, that's huge for this Longhorn team to try to figure out if they can get 
into the top 10, win a Big 12 championship in their final year in the Big 12, and get also that momentum I talked about for Oklahoma, getting that momentum going into the SEC for next season. So we're going to have to mention Arch Manning. Uh, You mentioned Quinn Ewers, and apparently to a lot of anonymous DCs, or not even DCs, coaches in the Big 12, doesn't matter what part of the coaching staff you're on, a lot of them are expecting Quinn Ewers to get unseated by Arch Manning at some point. He's dominating training camp. So the notion of him using that redshirt season and just going to have Quinn Ewers right off in the sunset and maybe get a Big 12 championship in his, I think it's redshirt senior year or maybe redshirt junior year. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. But, Johnson? Uh, no, I think that notion right. is might be a little dead by now. And if he's playing this well in training camp, and like you said, if he falters even a little bit, I think he's done. And here's the here's the beauty of college football nowadays. If Arch Manning, if the Manning camp believes that Arch is that good, right, and he's being wrongfully seated, let's say they're even of equal talent, right? Let's say Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning are of equal talent right now. I think the Manning camp will literally tell the tell Texas the, the entire coaching staff doesn't matter who it is. If it doesn't matter if it's Steve Sarkeesian, doesn't matter who it is. They're going to tell him, like, okay, we're just going to transfer to some other school next year. He's going to transfer to some other school next year. And that'll that'll be it. So that'll be the end of Arch Manning at Texas if he really wants to play that card. If they think he's that talented, he should start right now over Quinn, and he doesn't. It's not like he's going to have to wait a year anymore. That That's it. Like, we, the floodgates have opened where a situation like this can happen, and I, we're going to see it uh, see it pretty even. We're going to see it pretty early on. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens with Arch this year. I mean, I don't think he'll play. I think Ewers will play the whole year. Like I said, if Ewers has at any point, you know, starts to play bad, maybe they'll consider it. But I could see Ewers playing the whole year. I think he'll go into the draft in this upcoming NFL season. Um, and then I think you'll see Arch play for Texas next year. But there is the possibility he could leave. The, the NIL does you know, affect all this happening, especially with the transfer portal. So all these scenarios are very possible. Um, and that's why it's an interesting time for Texas football because they're getting all these recruits to go to the university now, and now people want to play for them. And if you have a guy like Arch Manning on your team, that will certainly help get you more recruits down the line. So I don't know where Texas goes. So Arch Manning's success is going to be key to Texas's success going forward in the SEC. If Arch Manning succeeds, Texas is, is going to succeed in the SEC. If this is such a pivotal year, they have to do whatever they can to win. If they can win 10 games in the Big 12 and then translate to the SEC and have Arch Manning next year, it's going to be recruit heaven there. It'll be transfer right. heaven there too. And that's all you need. You need that quarterback. You have Arch Manning for maybe two or three years in the SEC. It'll be absolutely perfect. Well, think what happened with um, Giant Manziel in Texas A&M when they went to the SEC there after their absolutely. first year. The same thing happened. I mean, their first year, I think they won 10 games in their first year with Manziel there. Yeah, so and you're he won to... the Heisman, so he built, right. that, he built that university. So you're trying to replicate kind of what Texas A&M did a couple years funny. ago. So it would, be, it would be funny if Texas were maybe to do the same thing, especially if you have a guy like Arch Manning at the helmet quarterback. So... You're right. It is definitely a pivotal year for Texas. If they are able to have a good year with you as a quarterback, and if he is to leave, whether that be in maybe the transfer portal or in the NFL draft, I'm not sure. But you're absolutely right. This is a huge year for Texas. 
They're ranked 11th in the country. They're just outside the top 10. If they can make any noise in the Big 12 this year, they have a good chance to maybe squeak in and make that top four. Remember, they played Alabama in the second game of the season too. So if they're able to beat Alabama, they're right up there with national championship consideration for the rest of the season. So huge year for the Longhorns. Will they live up to the hype? That's going to be determined. Those are lofty, lofty expectations. Yeah. Uh, also rounding out the top 25, we mentioned uh, Texas and Oklahoma. They're kind of in between each other. So let's go in between. We have LSU at five, USC at six, Penn State at seven, Florida State at eight, Clemson at nine, Washington, Washington at 10. Any of those teams stand out to you? Uh, I'm not too familiar with how Washington did in terms of recruiting and stuff last year. So I was surprised to see them ranked at number 10 going into this upcoming poll. I'm not going to say, you know, oh, they don't deserve it or whatever. I, I, I need to learn a little bit more about this Washington Huskies team. But, listen, they're, they they and USC are the, are the last, you know, hope it looks like maybe for the Pac-12. I mean, Utah is ranked 14, Oregon's 15. But USC is probably the last domino for the Pac-12 before a potential – you know, disabet. You know, them being not a conference anymore. So, I don't know where they go. The conference goes as a whole. Um, it's not looking good as of now. But looking at the top ten overall, I I don't mind USC being there. Penn State, you know, is going to be competitive, even though you know they're not going to probably be win the the Big Ten. It probably would take a lot of things for them to happen to that for the though. For them to win the whole conference. Florida State's had a lot of hype going into the season. Even going into from last season. So I'm not surprised to see them that high. Clemson, we know how they are. Doesn't matter who is at the helmet quarterback. They have Dabo Sweeney. He's going to you know keep them in contention. Not only for the ACC, but for an opportunity at the national championship. And like I said, Washington, I think, is, a very, is probably the biggest question mark of the entire top 10. Are they good? Can they prove it with, you know, what a lot of people would say is a weak Pac-12? Um, I'm, I don't know. All right. And to round out the next 10, we have number 11, Texas, which we went into detail about. Number 12, Tennessee, which we mentioned before. Number 13, Notre Dame. 14 is Utah. 15, Oregon. 16 is Kansas State. 17 is National uh, Championship Game runner-ups in TCU, Texas Christian. 18, Oregon State, 19 in Wisconsin, 20 in Oklahoma. There's a couple that stand out to me here, but I'm going to give you the uh, the floor first. I think it's the same thing that I talked about with some of the teams in the top five. A lot of new quarterback play. I talked about Tennessee, no longer Hendon Hooker, so they have a new quarterback. But Milton is up there in consideration for the Heisman this year, so that is huge for the for – the, I almost said the Longhorns – for the Volunteers. I was looking at Texas um, – Notre Dame has a new quarterback in Hartman from Wake Forest. He did pretty good things for the Demon Deacons. He was a really good quarterback. Yeah. That that was a really big sting to them. Right. And now it gives Notre Dame, you know, a quarterback that they've been longing for for a while now. And they're playing a lot of the ACC schools this year, especially teams like Clemson. So if they're able to win, and they're also playing Ohio State, I've got to mention that too. So if Notre Dame is able to, you know, maybe win out, or maybe at least lose one game, they could be that last team into the into the college football playoff. Um, 
other teams, TCU, we know Max Duggan is no longer there. I'm curious to see, are they going to have a hangover from last season where they have a lot of new players going into this year? Um, I'm very concerned that they're not going to have the same success that they did last season just because it was kind of a magical ride and it really ended on a bad note with that national championship game. And other than that, it's it's just a mix of how will these teams do losing some of their star players. Kansas State also lost Deuce Vaughn, their star running back. I'm curious to see how they will do this year in the Big 12. They had a lot of good noise going into last season with Vaughn at, you know, at running back. Will they do the same without him? I don't know, but that's that's what you love about college football. A lot of uncertainty and new players you're going to learn about soon as the season goes on. So what I like and what I don't like about college football is in the modern era, I don't like how the conferences are getting dissolved. I think that is absolutely disgusting. Uh, as much yeah. as I am rooting money. against some conferences, like as a jaded Big East basketball fan, I cannot wait until the ACC eventually goes dormant. I'm sorry, Nick. Uh, I don't know why you're saying sorry. You know, because you're a Q's fan at the end of the day. I so didn't I, want, I, I, yeah, but I didn't want Syracuse in that conference. I know, I know, but you're guilty by association now. I guess so. So that's who, So the day that actually happens is the day I kind of throw a parade. Uh, but I do feel a little bit bad for a couple teams like Oregon State and Washington State because not really for the, uh, the schools themselves, but for the alumni and the fan base because those are some proud schools. You have proud alumni. You know, it's very hard to get excited about football in the Pacific Northwest in the middle of the uh, the middle of winter. They show up to games. They pack tailgates out. And now they have multi-million dollar athletic complexes, which a lot of these schools took big loans out, and they're not going to be able to afford it now. So you may see some deaths of these institutions like Oregon State and uh, Washington, especially when a school like Oregon State finally looks like it's turning it around. I know they lost uh, a couple of years ago in that bowl, bowl game when they won six and seven. They finished uh, with 10 wins last year in a bowl game. It looks like they're going to finish strong again this year. So a school that's finally turning it around just to have the door slammed in its face kind of sucks in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the whole conference realignment, it brings a lot of questions as to what are the rest of these teams do. You mentioned the ACC. There were rumors that some of the top ACC schools were going to leave. As of right now, I think those rumors have died down, but you never know when you have a right now, they're down. When you when you have a conference like the SEC, they're going to be able to maybe potentially poach away some of those, you know, those universities to go to your conference. Um, you saw what happened with them in Texas and Oklahoma. They were able to take them away from the Big 12. Um, in terms of the Pac-12, yeah, I don't know. They they're down to four teams in the next couple of years, so I don't know what they exactly do. They either are going to have to add some teams like from the maybe the Mountain West or something to have an opportunity to stay alive, or they're just going to have to you know they're just going to have to disband the whole entire conference and those remaining four teams potentially could become independent schools. So there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes down to the entire Pac-12 as it is right now, but for the upcoming season, they're just going to have to focus on this year as a whole and try to, you know, figure out their future as it goes on. So what do you think is going to happen to a lot of these schools now? Do you think they just, like the Pac-12 schools, think they just get up and join the Mountain West? Or do you think if Oregon State has a strong season, they get invited to a uh, bigger conference, maybe get invited to the Big Ten or the, uh, or the Big 12? I don't know, because the ACC was, was having a meeting a couple of weeks ago about 
adding Cal and Stanford, and they they weren't you know they weren't a well Cal's awful is awful. So no, I, I, I know, that. but I'm just saying Stanford like that's been great even the last couple right. Of years. Even that's, has a historic program that may have been great. Right, it's just an example of like where these maybe some of these conferences stand on some of these schools that are remaining in the Pac-12. Now you're right. If someone, if one of these schools does have a good season that really surprises a lot of team, you know, I shouldn't say teams, but a lot of universities and conferences, then it could lead to someone get adding them. Um, I'm not sure where they would go. Oregon is going into the Big Ten, so maybe they could add their rival in Oregon State. That's a possibility, but you would have to add another team just to even out the number of the teams in the conference. So it's a whole cycle. I think the Pac-12's best hope is maybe just poaching away some of those Mountain West schools at this rate. I thought a while ago they should have added Boise State when San Boise State, State had those. Yeah, I'm just saying, like when Boise had those monster years in, you know, in the in the in the whack with Kellen Moore and all that. That was a perfect time to add them and, you know, give Boise State the exposure that they needed, knowing that they already had that big-time exposure, but they could have extended it to an even further level. And they let Boise go to the Mountain West. And look what happened now for them. They added Colorado. Colorado has such big noise going into this season for the Pac-12, and now they're going back to the Big 12 because they're not – they weren't, you know, they saw all the news happening with all these other teams leaving. And now, I don't know. I really have a bad feeling they're not going to be a conference in the next couple of years. Well, the death of the Pac-12 will be a historic one, a conference that's been in existence for decades, coming to a close soon. What I'm going to be most curious about, all these teams leaving the Pac-12, and a lot of these guys are used to being top dog, like USC or Oregon. Yeah. They're not getting 10 win seasons anymore. You're going to be... I think they're gonna, they're gonna have to be, be in fight. eight and four. That's 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 what that's on the better side for USC and and uh, and Oregon. They're gonna be pedestrian now. They're not gonna win you know ten eleven games in a season that much anymore. Be prepared for mediocrity. Well. Yeah, they and they you know what? Really, when you really play well. a conference like that, you're playing the Big Ten already. That's not their conference. That's the that, that's a conference for big boys. The same, same goes for Texas and Oklahoma going in the SEC. I mean, Texas right now is recruiting very well, so that's a good start for I them. Think, I think, as much as I hate to say, I think Texas has the best shot of any of these schools oh, transferring conferences I, I agree um, with that. to do the best. I think realistically, depending, and I, I know this is a, a wild one, but I, I don't think you would necessarily disagree. I know Colorado to the Big 12 isn't right now the sexiest play, but I think in the next oh, couple eventually. of years... It, if Dion does what he did at Jackson State to, and he does it with Colorado, Colorado could be a powerhouse in the Big 12. Again, because remember, they used to be really good in the Big 12 and, and around, and I think, the 90s. So Yeah, talk to me in about four months and I'll let you know. Yeah, so let's see how Dion does it his first year at Colorado. I, I think that's another team to watch out for. I know they're it not ranked. Surpri- it wouldn't surprise me if he's ranked at the end of the year. If he's like, if he sneaks into the top twenty-five, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I would not be surprised either. I think you have. That's a team that's really you cannot let uh, you know off your guard. You have to watch out for them. I, I would not be surprised, and maybe um, they get a, a bowl eligible season. I don't know about may- them making the Pac-12 championship game, but. I, I think they could have a really solid year overall. Because remember, the top two teams in that conference make the championship game as a whole. You'd have to think USC is going to be one of those teams to make it. We'll go into more of that in the next couple of weeks when we do our official college football preview for this upcoming season. But 
before we head into the next part of our um, conversation, Johnson, was there anything else that you saw in the AP tw- uh, Top 25 or just some of the teams that maybe did not make the Top 25 that stood out to you? Uh, no, I'm going to round out the top 25. Oh, 21 North Carolina, 22 Ole Miss, 23 my Texas St. M. Aggies, uh, 24 Tulane, and 25 Iowa. Nothing really stands out about me of any of those teams besides Texas A&M. Uh, with all that money you're investing, for the love of God, you better finish within the top 25. That's all I'm going to say. I think for me, for those teams, I think um, Drake May is the only thing that stands out to the 21-25 because – He's considered the second-best quarterback behind Caleb Williams going into this upcoming NFL draft. So if he has a monster year for the Tar Heels, they could make some noise in the ACC this year. And with them being ranked 21, who knows? I'm not saying national championship or anything. I'm just saying maybe they could make a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, the only thing of teams outside the top 25, the unofficial uh, 29th-best team, the UTSA Roadrunners, the oh, University of Texas Antonio Roadrunners. That's a team I like to root for, too. Uh, fun fact, has a 90% acceptance rate, so a lot of kids get accepted to go there, and I'm really hoping they have another solid season. I really want to know why you know that. Is there a reason you know that? There's no reason I know that. I know it's okay. very easy. I know they accept a lot of people, though. Okay, that's fair. And for you know what, for a team that hasn't even been around for 15 years, um, they're doing very well. No, no, I, I, I can't really uh, disagree with that. So, I'll uh, also shout I'll take out North Texas. Shout out North Texas too. I don't think they're in the uh, even getting votes, but I, I want to see them do well too. Johnson does love his non-power five schools when it comes to getting into the rankings. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of chaos. So, but, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Big fan of chaos. So UTSA, I want to see them. They, they got the the biggest advantage of getting in the top 25. So non-power five schools getting into the uh, top 25. Give me uh give me UTSA. Okay. Yeah. I'll, we'll have to see what they do this upcoming season, but our next part of the show is going to be one that doesn't involve, unfortunately, those non-power five schools. It's going to involve all the power five schools as a whole with one little wrinkle for one of the teams that is an independent, but, Figured you have to add them in this situation just because of you're talking about the entire history of college football. And we're going to do our first ever all time fantasy draft for college football. Now, we've done this in the past with MLB and, M- and NBA. We just recently did a fantasy draft for fantasy football. And now for this one, we're just going to do college football all time draft. Has nothing to do with their NFL you know, stats. They could have been a stud in college, but bad at the NFL. Does not matter by that. We're just going to go based off of what they did in their time at their respective universities and go from there. Now, how we're going to set this up is I have a bunch of wheels set up. One of those wheels has each Power 5 conference set up. I will spin that wheel. The conference that lands on that, that is the conference that you will be picking from. And then I will be spinning the wheel from those teams from that conference. And whatever team you get from that wheel you will be drafting from that team. So, per example, if I were to get the University of Miami, I could draft maybe a Michael Irvin, um, a Jeremy Shockey. I know that's a triggery one for people. Clinton Portis, any of those really good Miami, Florida players from the 1990s, the 1980s, the 2000s. Um, And we're going to go off eight rounds. We're going to have one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, one flex, so that could be a running back, wide receiver, or even a tight end if you want to do that. 
and a super flex, which could be a quarterback, a second quarterback, if you would like to take that. All right. So uh, we have the quarterback, like you said, the two running backs, the two wide receivers of a tight end, the super flex, which can be a quarterback, and the regular flex, correct? Correct. All right. So uh, who do you want to go first, me or you? Well, I'm going to give you the opportunity to go first. I like, you know, I like to see oh, what boy. I'm dealing with. I can't wait to get, to, to get Washington State off the rip. Now, another thing is, for our fantasy draft, we did not look at stats. We went blind ranking in terms of picking those years. But our, our other you know, all-time drafts in, in the MLB and the NBA, we were able to look up stats and you know certain years for certain players just to get a mindset of what year we want to take. We will do the same for this one for college football um, and go from there. The first conference we got, Johnson, you might have jinxed yourself. It is the Pac-12. Oh, great. I can't wait to get so – uh, can I get, really can I get like Aaron Rodgers maybe? If you, yeah, if you get if Cal is the team, I'll tell you what team you get. You are, you are going to get USC. That's a very good start. Oh, man. I mean uh, – There's a lot USC, of options that's, there. I mean, is it bad? I, I uh, hope that, you I, don't. That, that, no, no. That, like – I know we're not drafting defense, but I want to take Troy Palomalu. Oh, okay. Like, we're not drafting defense. Like, it's I get it, right? Yeah. But I want to draft Troy Palomalu off the, off the rip. <laughs> I don't mind that at all. All right, so I got a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers um, from USC. There's immediately uh, – there's one that immediately comes to my mind with USC. Um, I'm I mean, there's one that comes to that. my mind, but is it is it like – Man, was is, it, is it is it morally wrong if I pick him? Oh, you're going with that, dude. That's where I was like, afraid it, you were going to go with it. it but again, yeah, like, like, come on. Like, I mean, is he, it like, he, he, was, he was good there. It's just, you like, know, he was pretty good in college. Like, do I actually pick him? Did he win a Heisman? Some, he did win a Heisman. He won might, a Heisman. It, it may or may not have been taken away from him, but he did win a Heisman. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for the culture. I'm going to draft OJ Simpson. Oh, boy. You could have you, you taken Reggie Bush. Yeah, no, I'm going to take OJ. He he also doesn't have a Heisman, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, there's something so, about that. Uh, something, something about, about those, USC. Uh, USC like, if you want to talk about uh, OJ Simpson not having a Heisman, Reggie Bush also doesn't have a Heisman. So uh, what year of OJ Simpson would you like? You have two years to uh, play off of. I would like 1960, 1968 OJ Simpson. Their first year of the Pac-8. What a time. Pac-8. We're soon going to be called the Pac-4. Oh man! All right, I was afraid you were gonna go there. You did go there, so not gonna judge it. My first conference is the ACC. Now I'm telling you right now, Johnson. McNabb, if I get Syracuse, I'm. I wouldn't even go Donovan McNabb. Oh really? I would not. Okay. Oh, Boston College. Oh, but you have a historic past, so you you have some players there. Uh, so immediately, I think of Doug Flutie when I think of Boston College football. Oh, this is tough. Didn't um, what's his name? The running back for the John Andre Williams. I think he went to Boston College. He was a tank at Boston College. You have another really good quarterback there. Oh, Matt Ryan, right. You have Matt Ryan, yes. Matt Ryan did go to Boston College, that's right. But who who do I think is better, Matt Ryan or Doug Flutie? Flutie had some monster years, I think, for uh, Boston College. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck went to Boston College, that's true. 
I'm gonna have to look, I'm gonna have to look it up, see which one's better. I think I think this is my my quarterback pick here. Yeah, you have some really good college quarterbacks here, so this is where I would take your quarterback definitely. Oh, Matt Ryan, oh seven had a monster year. It's up to let's see what Doug Flutie did his uh one of his years at Boston College. Good passing numbers. I know he run he ran a little bit. I'm gonna take 2007 Matt Ryan. I really want to take Doug Flutie for the for the culture, but Matt Ryan was was an unbelievable his last See, year. That's what I love about college football. Like you can get a complete garbage school and still get a get good player. How about yeah. you said that I'm getting Oregon State. <laughs> you could hey listen, you never know. That's the beauty of uh, us, you know, being able to look at the stats this time around. You, at least you could find out what players are are uh, good or not. Johnson, there's something about you in that Pac-12. You got them once again. Come on, man. At least give me Cal so we can get a yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not Cal. You are going to take Colorado. Oh, you know what's well, not too bad. There's some players at Colorado. I think of Colorado Buffaloes off the top of my head. I, I could think of a uh, I could think oh. of a running back, but what I don't want to use Stewart my second. Comes to mind, he was pretty good at Colorado. I think he won the national title there. I don't want to use like my all time, um, like all my running backs immediately off the rip though. Uh, you cannot. Also, you cannot take Deion Sanders. I don't care if he's the coach. I mean, why not? Like, come on, this happened <laughs> as a coach. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. Wow, is there actually anyone who's good from Colorado now that uh, I'm looking? I think Cordell Stewart might be your best pick. You're you can take LaVisca Chenault. Oh, come on. Is, is Cordell, is he really the best option? I I want to say yes. Let me let me. But he's some... a quarterback. I don't want to use my quarterback like this early. I think there was a wide receiver too. Oh, Eric B. Enemy, the uh, Chiefs, uh, the former Chiefs offensive coordinator, is a uh, running back at Colorado. Yeah, I don't want to use a running back though. Um, this is tough. I don't want to use my running back. Uh, how was how was Michael Westbrook at Colorado? Could not. He was an All American. Uh, let me see if I can find his stats. He was a consensus All-American in 1994. Uh, 1994 so, all right. Uh, sounds like you're going Michael Westbrook. I think I am, as bad as that sounds. <laughs> uh, oh, listen. Jesus. Hey, can I actually, what's worse, that or taking uh, Dawson Knox the final, as your final pick of a fantasy draft? Well, at least I could recover from this. Okay. Yeah, no, you definitely could. I remember, this is... The, the uh, listeners and viewers at home are going to be no, able he to doesn't, he, he becomes an All-American in 1994, but I'm going to take him in 1992 when he had 1,050 yards, 1,060 yards, and eight touchdowns. Okay. Give me 1992 Michael Westbrook. Okay. That is awful. Well, I'm off to a great start. Oh. All right, I spun the wheel for the conference. I've gotten the most coveted one, the SEC. Oh, you got Alabama? I got to see what team now from the SEC. I could, I could oh, get okay. Vanderbilt. Oh, this is not going to be easy, Johnson. I've gone Georgia. Well, uh, I guess I lost. I could go anywhere with this pick. That's the problem. Ooh, what do you do with Georgia? What do you take from Georgia? You so many good players. Oh, man. That's tough. 
immediately thinking of Herschel Walker. I think that's um, what you have to go with. AJ Green, though, was really good for them, Herschel too. Herschel Walker is a legend in the state of Georgia. I know. I think I have to take Herschel. Yeah, I'm going to take Herschel He wasn't Walker. that good in the NFL because he kind of got there late. Herschel, Herschel was all right in the NFL, yeah. Yeah, no, he was good for the Cowboys for like a year or two. Give me, let's go with 1981 Herschel Walker. Almost had a 1,900 yards rushing. He had almost 2,000 scrimmage yards. Um, yeah, 18 rushing touchdowns, two receiving. He was a un- he was a tank at uh, Herschel Walker. And you know what's funny? I'm and he's from Georgia be- too, so. And, it- and I've taken the year before he won the 1982 Heisman. Yeah, I mean that's just his best year. Yeah, I that that I, it's crazy. I I would like to see who won the 1981 Heisman because that he put a better. Probably didn't get it because he was he was underclassman. He, probably, he didn't get it because he was a senior. It was like an unspoken rule. Uh maybe yeah, that's possible. All right, will Johnson go three for three with the Pac-12? I can guarantee you, you're not getting the Pac-12. You're getting the Big Ten. All right, all right. So th- so that's a good step. Now keep in mind, this Michigan. A, you could get Michigan. Yeah, there's a lot of Tom Brady, no matter what, because he was a winner. You are not getting Michigan, I tell you right right now. You're getting the Nebraska Cornhuskers. You know, they have historic players. They've had some really good historic players. Not of recent time, but... Like, I'm going to have to go back 40 years. I'm thinking Tommy Frazier was pretty good. Amon Green. I'm trying to think well after that, though. <laughs> I immediately think of the Dominican Sioux, but... <laughs> yeah, I can't defense. take defensive players. Yeah. Monte David. I forgot Levante David went to Nebraska, huh? I think your a lot bet- of the best players are on defense. That that's the problem. Right. I think your best bet is either Amon Green or Tommy I think Frazier. I think it's Amon Green, and I think I'll uh, I think I'll bite that bullet now. Amon Green was good in the NFL too. He was pretty solid. Yeah, no, he was pretty good. So give me 1997 Amon Green. Yeah, yeah. Monster year that year. 18, yeah, he 1877 had yards rushing, 22 touchdowns. My goodness. Yeah, give me 97. Amon was That's... a tank. He went a third yeah, like... round in the NFL. Listen, he All wasn't right. that good in the NFL. I mean, no, he was, he had some yeah, he was, decent years. He was good in the NFL. What am I saying? He was good for a couple of years. All right. I'm he also like a five year stretch. Him. He was unstoppable. Yeah, no, I was going to say, Green Bay has a weird thing with their running backs where they just have some monster years. They just die after, like, the fifth or sixth year. Right. So who am I getting from the Big Ten? Michigan State. Okay. Le'Veon Bell is an option here. Can I think of any other Michigan? Practical Burroughs? Ooh, Giants legend? Before the uh, the uh, obvious, mm, Andre Risen I think went there. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is there. I really want to go Plaxico, but I don't know if he was that good in uh, Michigan State. I'm gonna have to look up his stats. The Giants fan of me just wants to take him. How good was he at Michigan State? He was only there for looks like two years. Oh no, he had a, he had a really good 1999. Yeah, let me get 1999 Plastical Burris. Uh, four oh, 99 Plastical. Yeah, he had 1,142 yards receiving, 12 touchdowns. Was an All American that year, I believe. 
All right. Uh, former New York Giants legend. Yeah, until uh, something happened. We're not going to talk about that. Still uh, painful. What do you mean? Still painful. Well, oh, no, Johnson. Oh, man, the wheel's just not liking it today. The Pac-12 is once again. All right, lay it on me. The Pac-12 this school. Is the, this is the all-time Pac-12 draft for me. Pac-12 is going to be Arizona State. Oh, I can get Gronk. Was Gronk that good in college? No, he was at Arizona. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. Uh, who are some good Arizona State football players I could think of? Uh, I could know. So I got ASU. I got Arizona State, Todd, not Arizona. Todd Heap? I don't know how good Todd Heap was at... Uh, that's going to trigger some people. But I don't know how Todd Heap was in college, but he had some pretty good years at the NFL. Jake so I Plummer, need like, Brock Osweiler. Do I take Brock? Right now, Yuke went there. I forgot about him. Uh, was he good in college, bro? Uh, I think I mean, to get yeah. drafted in the NFL, he has to be good. But he, he was a first round pick. Keep in mind too, he was His 2019 um, year was pretty solid. I don't know if you want to go that route. Um, yeah, I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, I guess give me 2019, Brandon Ayuk. Okay. There go my receivers. Idea. And there go my. Uh, this is the first player I took this, uh, you know, this century. Right, right. <laughs> I was excited. I thought I could get Gronk, and I forgot he went to Arizona. Yeah, he went to Arizona. I got the SEC again. Is this the wheel making up for the fantasy draft? This is awful. The question is, what team? It, could, it still could be a bad team. Mississippi State. Oh, okay. Who are, I got? I got to think about this. I don't even know. I can think of any fo- Mississippi State football. I know Dak went there, and I refuse to take him. But my only problem is I might have to take him because I don't think I can name another good Mississippi State player. Yep, looks like you're taking Dak. This is punishment. Oh boy, can I really not think of any good Mississippi State football players? Are they just like all guards? Pretty much. I'm looking at like top ten on NFL.com, and I'm just seeing guard, <laughs> D back, D back, tackle. Oh man, oh, this really is the wheel coming back to bite me. Eric Molds, I forgot about Eric Molds. Do I? Oh god, am I really considering Eric Molds right now as my other wide receiver because I don't want to take Dak Prescott as my super flex? How good was Eric Molds? He's so good that I can't even find him on this website. That's good. That's <laughs> All really right. good. I'm gonna I'm gonna yak at this one. Uh let me get let me get 2015 Dak Prescott. I'm disgusted. All right, and that's your super flex. That is my super flex, yep. All right, 2015 Dak. Congratulations. Johnson, I'm gonna automatically say you've won this draft. Definitely not, but continue. All right, you're going to get the ACC, your favorite conference. Oh, great. I haven't gotten a single Power 5 conference so far. And you've gotten, oh, man, you got NC State. What a what a interesting one there. Yay. I kind of think of NC State now. Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers. Oh, Tori. Oh, uh, wait, do you have, an, you have a flex still, right? 
Yeah, both relaxes. Tory Holt was Tory Holt was really good in the NFL. I don't know how he was in college, but he had some monster years in the NFL. I could take Philip Rivers. Rivers That's is not a bad a, idea. Rivers went that in the might top, even yeah. move here. Yeah, but you know, you you forgot he went to NC State. I can also State. take Russ. You could take Russ when he was at NC State, yeah. I would be stunned if you didn't take Rivers though over him. Rivers had a monster 03. Uh, Russ at NC State was, uh, I don't think he's better than Philip Rivers. Let me check. No, he's, he's definitely not. <laughs> I can tell you right now, he's not. Yeah, no, give me 2003 Philip Rivers. That's yeah. the picture. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason he went top, he went in the top four. Yeah, he had an unbelievable Eli stole his, Eli stole his life, by the way. Yeah, Philip, yeah, Philip Rivers could have been a two-time champion. Maybe. Maybe. More at 11. Uh, wow, the wheels just being grateful to me tonight. I got the SEC again. This is actually rigged. I want to see. I want. I want an audit of your computer history right now. And I got Georgia again. Yeah, I definitely want an audit of your computer history. This is definitely fake. Wow. So who was I think? I I mean, I didn't take wide receivers or AJ Green to get on the is get on the menu. Ooh, AJ Green is my number two receiver. I think is that the play? I need another running back. I could go Garrison Hurst. That's gonna trigger people too. No Sean Moreno. Oh, no Sean was a tank in Georgia. Oh, do I want to take No Sean Moreno for the for the meme? He was the twelfth overall pick. He had some. He had some really good years there. Holy hell! I'm between three players right now. Take No Sean. I'm leaning over him over Garrison Hurts right now. I can tell you that. Bro, so he's it's either, insane. It's either him or AJ Green. Uh, take you know, AJ on. Green. You know, AJ Green compared to. I really didn't think he had that. He didn't have a thousand yards at Georgia. All right, I'm doing it. No Sean Moreno. Two thousand. No Sean Moreno. Yep. Okay. All right, you're locked in. I, I love it. Both my running backs are from Georgia. And I got no Sean Moreno. I think this is a win. I'm back on the menu. That made up for my Dak Prescott pick. All right. Do we have our first Big 12? Nope. Big 10. All right. It's, Big, all right. Whatever. Have we had a Big 12 school yet? No, right? Uh, Don't believe no. we have. No, all we I'm have. saying is if we get Big 12 Johnson, let's just make sure it's not West Virginia. For no obvious reasons. Uh, you got Purdue. Oh, I mean, wow, the Boilermakers. Okay, uh, I mean, let, I let mean me Johnson. Cook. If there's one player from Purdue, that, there's immediately one. I don't know how you don't take him with Superflex. Uh, I mean, I don't have much left. <laughs> That's gonna probably be your best option for Purdue. I mean, I want to double check. Well, how do you, you do? do? Let's take a look. Oh boy, that's a lot of yards. <laughs> that's a lot of yards. What year do I take though? I, I don't know. I, I would say 98. He almost 40 touchdowns. Ooh, oh, okay. His most yards that season, nine, 39 touchdowns. I know he threw a lot of picks, but he still had an insane yeah, year. Give me 98. Give me 1998, Drew Brees. Yeah. I, when you think of Purdue Boilermaker, that's instantly the first player. I think, yeah, no, right? that's that's an easy one. Okay, That's an easy one. So, the, you know what? The wheel did you solid there. You got your super flex. I have no SEC players. 
there's still time. Well, speaking of the SEC, I got him again. This is actually rigged. <laughs> it would be rigged if I got Georgia again. I can tell you I'm not getting Georgia. Oh, I wish I didn't have a super flex. Tennessee. Oh, my God. Peyton Manning was, it could have been there. Uh, Unfortunate. Can I sub out Matt Ryan? Nope. Are you sure? Yep. Damn it. All right. So what do I what, what right now do I need? Uh, receiver, tight end, and a flex? Uh, yes. Oh, man. I can't, I'm, oh, my God. Oh, the giant fan of me is going to. Is going to be pained by this. If I think I got to think about Jason Witten. I don't. I can't do it. Jason Witten is an all-time great player. I can't do it. I just can't do it. Take him and Dak. Take your Cowboys. I'm about to take my third running back. I, I could take Jason Witten. That's that's some dedication. I just can't do it. I have one Cowboy. That's enough. Harry Foster. I, he had to have a good year, right? Then he, I don't think he got drafted, so he might not have. Uh, 2007 was pretty good for him. Hmm. Must have got hurt then, going into 08. Uh, is Aaron Foster really the only guy I could think of? I, I just can't take. I just can't take Jason Witten, the giant fan. He, the amount of pain and suffering I've dealt with from Jason Witten in my lifetime is absurd. Yeah, I will take 2007 Aaron Foster on my flex. All right, your flex is done now. I need a wide receiver to tie in. God, I wish I didn't have a super. I wish I did. I just took someone other than Dak Prescott. That would have been perfect. All right, uh, I'm up. Man, let's see. Will we have our first Big Twelve of the day? We do not. Johnson, sound the alarms. You've got the SEC. Wow! Can't wait to Will get Vandy. <laughs> Don't jinx yourself. No, you're gonna be. You're gonna like this one. You got Texas A and M. No, I can't draft Johnny Football. You cannot draft Johnny Football, though. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. You I need a tight end and a flex. flex. Yeah. All right. right. Hold on. I, I mean, you could draft Johnny Football's teammate. Mike Evans? Mike Evans. I can. I, I can. Maybe. Um, We're going to really talk into a player. Besides Johnny, Fo- Johnny Football, you got Christian Kirk. Tannehill. You got Johnny Football. You yeah. got Ryan Tannehill. I can't take Tannehill him. Tannehill Bennett. Oh, my God. Giants legend. Who? Giants legend Martellus Bennett. You mean Patriots legend? No, 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 no. Anyway, I think you take. I think you take um, Mike Evans here. I want to see what his take, uh, stats were. I think I have to take Mike Evans. Yeah, give me twenty thirteen, Mike Evans. That's yeah. <laughs> it has to be Mike Evans. Yeah, twenty thirteen, Mike Evans in my. Uh, so we both got. So we both got screwed on our uh, on our super I'm, flex. I'm, actually, no, no. Uh, yeah, I have to put in my flex. I only have a tight end left. So yeah, as I say, you only have the tight end left. So whatever your conference is next. All right, can we get Big Twelve? Is that really going to be the conference that gets screwed today? I hope so. It'd be funny. It is. I got the Pac twelve. <laughs> All right. So I need so correct me if I'm wrong. I need a wide receiver and a tight end. Yes, sir. Oh, I hate. No, I almost got Arizona. I got Cal. Oh no. Oh, I can't I, even get Aaron Rodgers. I can't even get Aaron Rodgers. I can't even get Marshawn Lynch. Oh, because I took the damn flex. You have a really, really, really good tight end at Calville. Oh, Tony G did go there, right? 
Tony G went to Cal, so you I'll take do have Tony Dallas. G. It is, I don't okay. care what is. I don't care. I, I'm gonna look up his stats, but it's either him or Deshaun Jackson, and I can't take an Eagle and a Cowboy on my thing. It's that that's really against my religion. All right, let me see what Tony Gonzalez. What year? If this thing would load. You have to bear with me. Come on. I'll get I'll I'll get you his uh his stats in a second. I'll I'll spin for your last team. Uh ninety six Tony Gonzalez had six hundred and ninety nine yards with top five touchdowns. That was his best year. Uh then sure, I'll take that. All right. Uh you got the SEC. So if right. you want listen, you want need a tight end, that's a good start. What's the team, though? I swear to God, it's a specific team. Oh, no, it's going to happen. Oh, my God, it almost did. Okay, you got Georgia. You need a Georgia tight end. Georgia tight end. Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Uh, Oh, Benjamin Watson went there. You could take Darnell Washington. He just got drafted. Uh, hold on. Let's see what Benjamin Watson. Oh, I just saw a name that triggered the hell out of me. Randy Carmichael. Oh, that's not Randy Carmichael. That's Randy McMichael. Who is that? I think I might go Benjamin Watson, but I want to just, um. I'd say Benjamin Watson or Darnell Washington. It's probably your best, uh. Yeah, hold on. Let me, um. Wait, I'm shot. I know who he is. You could take Brock Bowers. Uh huh. No, seriously. Have you seen Brock Bowers' stats? College, yeah. Was he that good? He's still he's currently playing for for Georgia. He's their current tight end. Yeah, but is he like is he like actually like? I mean, he's worthy of a picking him over Benjamin Watson. He he had nine hundred forty two receiving yards in twenty twenty two. Oh jeez, that's might have I might have to consider him. I, I mean, that'd be kind of a twist a twist at the end there. Uh, let me see what let me see what Benjamin Watson. Did. Yeah, see what Ben Watson did. Keep on calling Benjamin because that's what I knew him as on the Patriots. Ben Benjamin, yeah, it's all the same. I can't right, see him on ben sports Watson reference did. though. But uh, uh Ben Watson, um, uh huh, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> so it's either all Brock right. Bowers. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Brock Bowers. All right, so our first current day player. And honestly, I think that's the best uh, choice because. The tight end did not really become this advanced up until like the last 10 years. So. Right. I, that's what I'm saying. I think it was either him or, or Darnell Washington. Oh, so 2022 Brock Bowers. Which is crazy what I'm doing this. I'm picking a model well, player. I can officially tell you we are not going to have a Big 12 school. They're not going to be drafted. Sucks to suck. I did all that work for nothing. <laughs> all right. Pac-12. I need a wide receiver from the University of... Oregon State. Wow, that what a what a way to end this one. Mm-hmm. I can't even name one. I you know what's funny? I almost got Stanford. And I was gonna immediately say Richard uh, Richard Sherman. Oh oh, there's two. Chad Ochocinco went there. Wait oh. wait really? Yeah, Chad Johnson went the, went there. But didn't he play wide receiver? He did play wide receiver. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he played one year at Oregon State. Oh Got my trapped. god, you, you need a wide receiver. Oh, I thought you needed a tight end like me. Yeah, no. you're fine, man. TJ Hushmanzada also went there too. 
You know, you're good. I, I'm gonna take Chad. I'm gonna take Chad Ultrasenko. Uh, he only played one year, so yeah, two thousand Chad Ultrasenko. He had only he had, he had eight hundred yards receiving. That was it. I mean, that's that's a cool flex pick, though. I forgot. I completely forgot. Chad Johnson went to went to Oregon State, and then Hushman Zada, crazy enough, the, his teammate for most of his years was also at Oregon State. They, yeah, they so, had to play together. So I, to I'm re- probably shot. Go ahead. So good draft, good draft. To recap yeah. our teams for the listeners out there, on Nick's team we have at quarterback 2007 Matt Ryan, 1981 Herschel Walker, and 2008 No Sean Moreno at running back. At Love wide it. receiver, you have 99 Plaxico Burris and 2000 Chad Ochocinco. At tight end, 96 Tony Gonzalez. Flex, 2007 Aaron Foster. And at your super flex position, 2015 Dak Prescott. Disgusting. For my team, at quarterback, you have 2003 Philip Rivers. Running back positions, 68 OJ Simpson and 97 Amon Green. At my receivers, I got 92 Michael Westbrook and 2019 Brandon Ayuk. At my tight end, I have 2022 Brock Bowers, Flex, 2013 Mike Evans, and for my Superflex, 1998 Drew Brees. Yeah, I think overall, you know, other than not getting the Big 12 team, but overall, this is pretty solid. I don't know whose team would be better here. I think I think I got the quarterback. uh, The quarterback. I I would say you have the quarterback advantage for sure. I would say we're pretty even at running back. I would say you probably have an uh, an advantage at wide receiver. I would say, end. and I have the advantage at the flex and super flex. Yeah, I would say off. If I had to pick a team, I pr- I would probably pick yours. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little weak at receiver. Right. I think that's the. But then again, you gotta think about it. Ultra Cinco only had that one. Only had one year, so you have longevity with Ayuk a little bit. He only he played an extra year, but he had a better. Yeah, we're basing this off the Ocho single Cinco. year though. Right, and I'm saying I think I think I think, I, I, I think, I think, I think is the best out of all four of them. I think I oh, have yeah, one. 100%. I think I have one, two, three, and four, and the gap between three and four isn't really that much, and the gap between one and two is a lot. So yeah, I think I'm that's love, why I give you the. Uh, I'm gonna love with you. I don't know who Michael Westbrook is. <laughs> yeah, no, he, exactly. He had a thousand yards at Colorado. Like, like, come on. No, that's 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 what I'm saying. During the early '90s, Colorado was good. I think Cordell was their I don't know if he was their quarterback or not, but that's when they were decent. And that, I think that's when they won a national championship during that time. Yeah, but overall, this is very fun. And we're going to run this back next week when a returning Grayson Sheepy Jamarino joins us. Yeah, so just think about it. Now we're going to have three people doing this. So there is definitely a potential that the Big oh, 12 oh. Uh, gets an advantage. Yeah, I'll do two for the time's sake, and I can be the referee between you two. Um, yeah, if you want to oh. do it, yeah, if you want to be the ref, I'll give you the, uh, the wheels I have, and uh, we can go from there. All right, so... I had a lot of fun doing this, and hopefully Sheep will next week, and hopefully you, the listeners, enjoyed it, because that's what's really important at the end of the day. Absolutely, and listen, like we said, college football is just around the corner, just about, as Johnson said, I think 11 days till we kick off the first week, or the first couple of games of this college football season. Will be another season for the ages, a lot of uncertainty going into the season, but as I've said, we're all about the chaos. Chaos will be fun this year. It should be another great season of college football. And we're ready to cover it all here on the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Show, excuse me. That's gonna do it this week for our show. As we broke down the AP Top 25 poll going into this upcoming season, as well as doing our all-time fantasy draft, we'll be doing another one, as Johnson said, next week with our other co-host Grayson Sheepy G Marino. It looks like I'll be facing him in that matchup with Johnson refereeing, so it should be a good one. You're gonna want to uh, tune into that one and see who comes out on top. 
and who might be the winner. Maybe Johnson picks it. Maybe you, the viewers or listeners, pick it. Who knows? But at the end of the day, it's all fun. This has been Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your weekend.